remind ourselves what life is about. Life is about our neshama, not our guf, not our body. Life is about, about connecting. That we connect ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to Hashem. And of course we need the physical things in our life to help us to connect more to our neshama. That's why we start off our day, we start off our day thanking Hashem for putting us in this world. And we have to remind ourselves every day because we forget what the purpose of the li- our life is. The purpose of life is to grow, to change, to be omid banasayon. The purpose of life is a person to stand when he has challenges, to, to be strong when he has challenges. The purpose of life is to have a relationship with Hashem. The purpose of life is a per- for a person to work on himself. Lavud. It's from the end of the first parak of the Mesil Sharm that he says this, that he says what I'm saying. Iker Metzias Adam, Balamos Rak Lakayim Mitzvus Lavod Vilamod Banasayon, and we have to remind ourselves because the, the the world distracts us. The purpose of the world is to distract us from this, and to be all distracted with politics and be distracted with with with. Uh, with everything but what I'm saying. Everything but what's my purpose and why am I here and the fact that I'm going to die one day and the fact that I'm here to be mishaper, the shaper, to, to make myself better. To make myself, that's the reason we blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, the first day of the year. We blow the shofar to shifru ma'asechem, to be mishaper which means to make ourselves better. And the Yitzhahara always wants us to think about how much we didn't do, and the Yitzhahara always wants us to, to be focused on our bad and our negative, like we know is the zvuv, it's the fly. The fly always goes to the garbage. The fly always goes to your lowest points. That's what the Yitzhahara always wants to remind you of your averus. He wants to remind you what you can't do. He wants to tell you what you're not capable of doing. He wants you to say that you're stuck and that you can't open yourself up. And you can't break through barriers and walls that you have. That's how the Yitzhahara talks. The Yitzhahara is the Mr. I can't. I can't do it. You can't do it. He's very into making you feel guilty, making you feel that you'll never be able to accomplish what it is that you dream to accomplish but we know that that's not true. That's why we start off with purity of speech. Because purity of speech reminds us that we have to think good, we have to see good, and we want to talk everything good. When a person thinks good thoughts, and a person sees good things, then he talks good things. When a person thinks that he can't do it, he can't accomplish it, I can't succeed, uh, this person is stopping me, this Situation is stopping me. Everything's stopping me. That's all the thoughts that a person can have, which are which are negative thinking, which are pure thoughts that the Yitzhahara puts in us. And the 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 goal or the avoda for a person is for him to wake up in the morning and start off a day and say, "How can I make today great? How can I make today different? 
How can I make today something that I want to create, whatever it might be, and whatever level it might be, it might be a relationship that you want to fix. It might be in learning that you want to connect to. It might be that you want to understand yourself better. You could say, I want to learn today how to understand myself better, how I could connect to myself better. How could I connect to the Torah more? How could I think better thoughts about my mother, about my father, about my family? How could I think better thoughts about what I want my day to be like? Because ultimately, when a person does that, he transforms himself to be a different person. You literally transform yourself because we don't realize how many thoughts come into our mind that are destructive thoughts. How many thoughts just automatically just go into our head about things subconsciously. That, oh, I can't do this, and I won't do this, and this is what... And we paint, that's where anxiety comes from. Anxiety comes from, you have all of these negative thoughts about the future and what's going to be, and it just plays in your head. You don't take control. You don't take control, not, again, like we say, not to get rid of those negative thoughts, but to learn for a person to think beautifully, and to think nice, and to think uh, like the inner talk, self-talk. Just like you would never talk to your child. You never bring up your child. And if you tell your child every day, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah, you're going to fail. Oh, gosh. You're not going to make it. You tell that to your child every day. At the end of 10 years, your, your child's going to be a failure. He's going to be all negative. Why? Where did, he get it? where did he get it from? He got it from what you were saying to him. That's where he got it from. That's where he got it from. You implant in your child all of these negative thoughts. So with yourself, and what about with yourself? When you sit there and you implant in yourself all of these negative, negative, negative thoughts, and you constantly tell yourself, nah, you can't this, and I can't this, and I can't be open, and I can't trust somebody, and I can't this. That's no different than telling your child, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. And the older you get, it's not like, okay, so now I'm an adult, now this. No, when you're an adult, it's the same exact thing. The, 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 the stakes are even higher. When you're a child, what are the stakes already? So you're not going to do your homework? What are the stakes when you're a kid? When you get older and older, your stakes get higher. Why? Because it's relationships. Who am I going to marry? What's my, what's my conversation going to be like with the girl that I'm dating Right to get married, what are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about positivity? Are we going to talk about you know, uh, being open, exposing oneself, being open? Right? Someone sent me a very strong um, quote yesterday. It was very powerful how, how, how people have so much trouble. How people have so much trouble opening themselves to, to other people. To open themselves to somebody, to somebody else. And when you don't open yourself up, and you're not able to open yourself, you're not able to, to say, I have this problem, and you're not able to really, really um, get in touch with yourself, it's very, very, it, it's very hard to build relationships. When you put blocks, when you block yourself, and you're afraid to share with people, when you're, share, when you're afraid to share, and don't think that when you get married that it's going to be easier to share as well. If you're someone who doesn't share, if you're someone who's closed within yourself, you'll continue to be closed when you're married as well. And then it's even more lonely. It's even more lonely. Why? Because when you're single, 
right? So you have this dream that when I get married, I'm going to be able to share so much. And then you get married, and then you're expecting, oh, here we go. So now I'm going to share. And if you don't share then, then it's even more lonely. It becomes very lonely. So a person learning to be positive and loving with himself, and be positive and loving whatever it is, to figure out a way, whether it's affirmations, whether it's talking to people, whether it's changing the way you think about yourself, changing the way you think about the world. And it's something, I just want to say this, it's so important. It's something that we have to do every day. Every day you have to remind yourself. Every day a person has to remind themselves, what is life about? What is today about? What's my purpose? How is Hashem? Where is Hashem in my life? Person, when a person realizes Einod Movado, and a person realizes that Hashem runs the world, and I'm going to work on getting, not getting angry, I'm going to work on whatever it might be. When a person really, really, truly lives in that world, he lives in a different, on a different planet. Okay, let's begin. Yeah, Ethan, you had a question. Um, if someone is to tell their child, like, I understand that telling them what they can't be is, uh, like, saying you won't be able to, to succeed or all that. Like, I understand that would be very bad. But um, I also think to a certain degree telling them you can be whatever you want or you can, you can do anything and everything and that, like... Then he get into the world and he sees that there are limits that he has. And yes, it is, it is his job to find his limits, but I also think it's a parent's job to kind of set a perspective for the kid. Not like that. Yeah. Rebs, if he can make schnitzel by himself, he's a ninja. If, if he can be a ninja, then... Should, the question is, can look at the, at the reality of stuff. Is he sneaky? Is he sneaky? Right. Every day there are new world records that no one ever thought could be broken. Four minute miles. Yeah. 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 Right, but eight, eight times just yeah. say, I, I just want to, eight times just asking, where's the limit? Because yeah. if a kid says, I want to jump out of a plane, you tell him, son, you don't die that way. Now, if he says, I want to work on jumping out and breaking the world record with a parachute, so I think there is a... Our problem, Eitan, our problem, I just want to be clear, I, I, don't, don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about over uh, conf- making your child and making yourself. I just used the muscle of the child because you don't have a child now that you're talking to but you have yourself who you're talking to. And what we do is we limit your inner child. Thank you, Yoni. What we do is we limit ourselves. Let and we limit our... What? Exactly. Let that, be, let, that, let that be our problem. We're afraid. Right? Here, Ben will tell you. It's not... It's not... It's not the... Weather within, it's the weather. No, it's not the, the, the darkness... And we're, it's not. We're, oh, our deepest fear is. Our deepest fear. Say it out. No, no, say it. Wait, one second, Nasser. One second, Nasser. 
Here go. Our deepest fear isn't that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure because we know that with power comes responsibility and we're scared of the responsibility that comes with us growing and becoming right. strong. Exactly. That's what we're afraid of. We're afraid, we're afraid, of, we're afraid of, of the positivity. We're afraid of that. Because when I'm negative, then I could just, I could just you know, uh, hide. And I could just blame the world, and I don't have to do anything. If I actually don't have boundaries, and I could break through anything that I want to break through, then it's on me to make the changes to become what it is that I want to become. So when we, so when we limit ourselves, we're more comfortable limiting ourselves. Sometimes we don't limit ourselves, the world limits us. For example, if I want to find, if I want to find a wife right now, I can go out, I can start a location. The chances I'll find what I'm looking for um, on the first time would be kind of low. I would need to go out multiple times until I find the person I'm looking for. Okay. Now, uh, if I take this to like something else, you don't always get all that many opportunities to, to jump on a, on a, on a great uh, like adventure or, or idea that we have simply because we have limited resources, we have limited time, whatever it may be. Um, so like, the world does limit us. Maybe we so limit ourselves. No, it sounds to me that you're limiting yourself. That's what it sounds to me. It sounds to me that, that, that when you say the world, it's my world. <coughs> why? I'm not. Who's the world? Why? Yeah, who's the world? <laughs> sounds like. Right, so what? You'll, 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 what? you'll be the first doctor? You're going to be the first doctor? So good. So it sounds like, it sounds exactly what you're saying is exactly what we need to avoid, which is limiting our brain and limiting what we think we can do and saying, I can do, I can do this, I can do this, I can accomplish this. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's Right? It sounds like there is limit. There, there, there are... Don't, don't worry, the, the world will give you the limits that the world has to give you. Don't worry about that. Just don't be the one who's limiting yourself before you even got out there. A person could always say, oh, this isn't going to work, and this isn't going to work, and this isn't going to work, and I'll tell you why this isn't going to work. That's not a chiddish. It's not a chiddish for people to tell you why things are not going to work. Anyone can tell you why things won't work. I, want, I don't want to hear why things won't work. I want to hear how things will work. It's very easy for people to shoot down ideas and to say, nope, 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 nope. When a person says, correct, which means the power of, of, uh, of saying things that are, are open is much easier, right? You could be a rabbi in a second. This is usur, this is usur, this is usur, this is usur, this is usur. Right, correct. To say that I can do and I can do and I will do and I can accomplish, that's what separates. That's what separates people who are able to be successful are the people, like Ezra was saying, right? We, people break records every day. Every day people break records. So if you're limited, right, what, what, what did, uh, who was that, Ford, I think, said, if, if, uh, if I wouldn't have thought of, 
um, you know, the, the, car, the idea of cars or this, we'd still be on horses. We'd still be, if the Wright brothers would, would not think of an airplane, we'd still be, oh, it can't be, it can't yeah, be. made fun of them. Correct. Most of the time when someone wants to do something beyond what most people say, they say, oh, you can't do that. Why can't you do it? Because no one's done it before. No one's done it before. When you live in that world, then you'll just live in a world of where I can't do anything because no one's done that before. But when you open your mind up and you are able to start dreaming and you believe in opportunity, then you, you'll, 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 you'll create the change that you want to see. You'll make that change that you want to see. Yeah, Shlaim? It's, um, it's just as bad as leaving when you in a negative way to like, tell them, like, oh, you're going to be a baseball player. That's it. Like, you're a baseball player. You're so right. Yeah. As well. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's also limiting. Correct. Yes, Michael. That what? It's only... Very good. It's only impossible until it's done. So it's nice. Correct. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, with what we were saying before, with uh, what you can do and everything, and when a person tells himself, "Oh, I can't. I can't do this. There's no point in doing it." Um, it reminds me just from when you're playing sports. It's like, let's say you're not actually scoring, um, but like. If you're if you're too cautious because you're like, well, I'm not gonna score anyway. That's the point is is that even if you're not scoring, you're gonna get you're gonna end up getting points if you're more involved, and that's what happens anyway. Correct. Because the more that you get involved with it, you're you're you know you're just, you're passing the ball around more, or you're just you know I don't know just blocking other people, whatever. You're gonna get your team to be able to score more because you're involved. And if you tell yourself, no, I'm not, and I can't. And you're more cautious about it than you're in your own cautious level. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Correct. Okay, let's learn. Yeah, Robert, say, let's. Yeah, I just, I just want to emphasize because it's so important for, for young people and myself that we're constantly worried about things that we shouldn't be worried about. I think Remy mentioned uh, one of his speeches that there's couples that they have fights on which school they're going to send their kids when they don't even have a baby yet, and they manage yet in fights that that could end marriages. And I think what it comes down to is the serenity prayer that if it's in my power, then do something about it. And to sit there worrying about your dad's finance, it's understandable. No one's arguing that it's not, it's, a, it's an easy thing not to do. But you could have a brother that's doing horrible things, and there's nothing you could do about it. And if you constantly remind yourself that, you'll be free. And one day at a time, all of these um, things, it's to train our brain to not think ahead of the game, because that guy that sat there day in, day out, went to college while his friends were saying, you want to make millions, he, he finished college going one day at a time. So it's, it's, it's so important to constantly remind ourselves you know, stop worrying about it. You guys are living in a shop. There should be zero worries for people that are age 18, 20, because you don't know nothing about worries. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, well, it's ironic what you're saying, Rabbi. See, it's so true is that that's why the hardest time is during this stage, when there's actually nothing to worry about. I mean, when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, the only thing that takes up a person's brain, and that's why we talk about it so much, are all the things of your future. All the things that you haven't gotten 
to, or you're thinking about your past. I had a terrible elementary school. I had a terrible high school. I have all this, these things in my past. The most important thing I would say is it's not so much what's going to be in your future. It's not so much, obviously a person has to fix if he has trauma, if he's had a lot of difficulty as a child, then he definitely has to deal with that and he has to understand his emotions. He has to learn to be honest with his emotions as, as, pain, as, as painful as that might be, which it is very painful sometimes to feel when a person shuts off his emotions as a child or a person doesn't get the love or didn't get certain things as a child. So it makes sense that his emotions are disconnected. But one of the things that a person can learn, and I think it's probably the most important thing I could, I could, I could try and give over, and that's why we talk about it every day, is learning, like Rabbi Tzvi said, training your brain to think differently about yourself and about life. If you train yourself to be someone who is looking at the good, and you're someone, because when you get out there in the world, when you get out there and you're dealing with more people, when you're dealing with your wife and you're dealing with your in-laws, and you're dealing with real, more real things than you might be dealing with now. So if you are stuck in your head of negativity and you don't understand how to cope, you don't know how to deal with things, you're not able to learn how to be loving and positive, and you're not able to, and, and things are always other people, and things are always negativity of other people, and it's my roommate, and it's my parents, and it's all of these things that we always speak about, then you will not be able to fix yourself. You will, you'll be so stuck, and you won't be able to fix yourself because you won't know what to do. But when a person learns to have to, the tools, when you have tools, when you learn to have the tools of how to change my thinking. How, do I, how can I change my thinking about somebody? How can I learn to, to not like someone and then turn that around and start seeing the good in him? How can I learn to be a person who instead of me waking up in the morning and me being a, in a bad mood, I'm able to learn how to change my mood. I'm able to learn how to change my thinking. If you're able to do that, then slowly what happens is you are able to deal with situations that come your way. And you're able to say, okay, wait, so it's not my boss. So it's not my work. So it's not my car. So it's not my wife. So it's not my mother-in-law. So it's not its own, what? Taking ownership to say, I can make the change and I can live the life that I want to live. When you're, in, when you're in elementary school, when you're in high school, what happens is you are owned by other people. You have to listen to your parents, you have to do your own, that's why people rebel. People rebel because they feel they're too, too much you know, owned by somebody else. People are controlling me. So they rebel against that. But instead of, instead of owning themselves and owning their thoughts and owning their life, and saying, I'm going to choose happiness. I'm going to choose you know, the, the, the path that I want to choose. And it takes time. But that ownership of your life and that decision that I can 
break free and be who I want to be, I would say is probably the most important lesson that you learn at this stage. Because again, what's going to happen is you have this window of 18 till you get married where you're, even when you get married, you're still free. But you're, you, again, are, are now stuck in someone else's reality. Right now is the time where you so much can, can create the reality that you want to create. And that will change the type of girl you're going to marry. It'll change the conversations about on, on the dates that you'll be dating someone with. What it is that you're looking for in a girl. What it is that you're looking for in marriage. We're looking for growth. We're looking for change. We're looking for positivity. We're looking for love. Once you have that formula, once you have that formula, then you're in a different ball, ball game as opposed to when someone is like, okay, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is. Okay, question, comments, and then let's do the halacha. Yes, Mayor. Honesty, openness, openness mm-hmm. and willingness. Yeah, that's why like, I'm honest to say what's going on with me. Right. I'm to hear what you have to say. Right. And then I'm willing. I'm willing, I'm willing to, to do whatever it takes. Yeah. yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. I think the first step is what's sometimes challenging is that honesty um, to say, to be honest with yourself and to say like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm confused or... Or I'm weak. People don't want to admit that they're that they're weak. People don't want to admit that they're insecure. They don't want to admit that they have this flaw. They don't want to admit that they. It's more than admit. They don't want to. They don't want to feel it. It's very uncomfortable. It 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 it's uh it's scary. It's scary to be honest to say, and that's where learning to be. To positive thinking is so crucial, or it's so crucial not to speak about other people because that hides your weaknesses and it covers up. It covers up what you truly are afraid of, and to say it's okay that I'm weak. It's okay that 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 I that I have trouble connecting to people. It's okay that I that I have trouble connecting to myself. It's okay that I that I have trouble being positive. You can say, I'm really, really a negative guy. That's being honest. And to be open. And when you say that to somebody, it's even more powerful. When you're able to talk to someone and to say to somebody that, wow, wow, I am so, you know, I am so not honest with myself. I am so not honest. Someone told me the other day, I was blown away. He basically like admitted to me that he's like not, you know, so honest with the way he, you know, does a lot of things, and he, he realized that it was so powerful. I, I told him it was like the most incredible things I've heard, you know, that this person is telling me how, how I am not so honest with other people. I'm like, that is, 
That's a very, you know, honest thing to say, that you're not so honest, and that you lie to people, and you lie to yourself. But that's, but once you get, see, the second you get it out there, and the second you talk to somebody about it, so then you're already, you're already opening yourself up for a change and for help, as opposed to keeping it inside. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, just to bring, bring it out, if, if I get up, what happens is, for me to get up and say I'm insecure about something, uh, it, the options are there's 50% of the room that know me and they're nice people, and then if I'm honest, they respect me and they'll try to help me. What happens is I care about the other 50% of the room that don't care about me. So when I say insecure, I'm like, what is that guy gonna think? But that guy doesn't care about me. So we care about people that don't care about us. But if you understand that most human beings, if someone comes over to me and he says a problem, it, whatever it is, I respect him 10 times more. And it doesn't matter what position he is in life. Correct. If a guy that's wealthy or powerful comes over to me and says, I have a weakness, now I look at you and I, I respect, respect you even more. I, I don't respect the money. Right. But when, you, when you're, so <laughs> the key is, to stop caring about people that we don't care. And in this yeshiva, which doesn't exist, and it's a big problem, because you go to other places and you talk to them, the talk their Rebbe gives us every day, and they're unfortunately behind by, by many years. So it's a blessing for everyone to have the ability to, to go over to Metali, to go over to Rik Simcha. You can say whatever you feel, and, and, and the reason why you feel comfortable is because we share what we feel. Rebbe gets up every day and brings himself to a sort of a place of honesty and says this flaws. So, yeah, rock on. Yeah, that's beautiful. And to add, to add to what Rabbi is saying, there, there, there's, it's, it's beautiful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it one notch up. It's beautiful that you're insecure. It's a beautiful thing to be insecure. Why? Because you're, that's a hum, it's humble. It means that I'm afraid of something. It means that I don't like something about myself. It means that I still am a work in progress. Like, like Rabbi Tzvi say, you can meet, you know, think of the person who you love, you know, the most and you respect the most and you say, wow, this guy is the man. This guy is unbelievable, or this woman is amazing, whoever it might be in your life that you look up to, and that person is not perfect. Why is that per- person perfect? That person, hopefully, is working on themselves as well. So why am I working on myself if I'm perfect? So it's the exact opposite of what we think. And that's where negativity on other people, I want to say this, when it comes to Lush and Hara, think about it very simply. I will just talk about this for today on, on Chavetz Chaim. Lashon Hara means that there's something wrong with that person because he is not, he did something wrong. Okay, don't judge me because we sin differently. Don't judge me because we sin differently. Everybody has weaknesses. So that guy, so that guy has this weakness, okay? And that guy has that weakness. And I have this weakness. So what? Everybody has something that they're deficient in. Everybody has something that they're not good at. You can take the, the person who you think is the perfect person is human. He's human. 
That means that that person has insecurities. It means that that person, what does that mean insecurities? It means that they're not so, the, the greatest thing you could be, you could be confident with. I could just share this for myself. The greatest, I don't know when, I don't know when, I don't know when I was able to transform to this, but when you're able to talk openly and you're able to say that I'm, that I'm okay with being not everything that I want to be, and that I'm okay not being enough. If you could say it's okay that I'm not exactly where I want to be. Let me ask you something. When you get to where you want to be, you're not going to then want to climb even further? When you say, oh, the reason why I'm not happy with my life, or the reason why I'm not secure in my life, is because I'm not there yet. What? And when you get there, you're going to be finished? No. And when you get there, what are you going to do? You're going to say, I want to go to the next level. So then you're going to be at another place of whether it's uh, inferior, whatever the word is going to be, whether you're insecure, whether you're not comfortable, whether you need to work on yourself. There's never a level that you're going to get to where you're going to say, okay, I accomplished this and I'm finished my journey. You will when you die, when it's all over. Then I'll be like, okay. But you guys, all of us here, we're so young. We're so young. So what, when you're 30, you're going to be like, so you're going to be like, okay, I'm done. When you're 30, you're done. When you're 40, you're done. I didn't even move to Israel till I was in my 40s. I had a whole nother life before I even moved to Israel, before the yeshiva. And imagine a person saying, okay, I'm done. I'm done working on, my, on myself. And the greatest thing a person can do, the greatest thing a person can do, that's where the positivity and love is so powerful. And that's why there's never a reason to look at someone and to say that that guy is deficient. Because when you look at yourself and you know that you are in a process of growth and I'm growing and I'm changing and I'm transforming and it's every day, it's every week, it's transforming and transforming. That's how you look at other people. That's how you look at the world. You look at other people and say, okay, that person has this chasaran. My wife has this weakness. She's working on it. My roommate has this weakness. They're working on it. My, my mother, you could say, you could go to your parents. That's a, that's a higher level. You could say, okay, I'm sure my parents are working on themselves. I'm sure my siblings are working on themselves. Why are you assuming that everybody is stuck where they are because you feel that way about yourself, that you're not growing in that, in that sense. But when you are so open to growth and to change and that there's transforming, that's really what tshuva is. Tshuva is. Why is everybody always saying tshuva, tshuva, harotza b'tshuva? Why are you saying everyday tshuva? Why are the tzaddikim doing tshuva? Because they're always going higher and higher and transforming themselves more and more. And when you have that attitude, you're so free. You're so free because, because what's the big deal if I have this deficiency? What's the big deal if I have this problem? What's the big deal if this guy has a problem? So what's the big deal if my roommate is a mess? He's a messy person. Okay, great. So he'll learn to, to, to work on that. Just like I have things within myself that I'm, that I'm messy with. And I'll learn to do that also. And when you accept that, then you're actually happy. Then you're actually like comfortable. And you're like, okay, great. Now I can get to work. 
I could be relaxed in the work that I do. I'm not rushing to get where I got to rush to. I got time. I have the confidence. You start living and you're like, wow, it's awesome. It's awesome. Things are great. Yes, Yehuda. Understand they're humans, like Rabbi said. 
you're good to go. And you look at people. So this guy is a fistic in that area. So when he curses me out, I don't know what happened. This is his wife, this kid, he doesn't have money. If I would know the backstory and he's my friend, I would I would look at him differently. Beautiful. Amazing. Beautiful. And, and, and uh, on that is very important because a lot of times we struggle, like Rabbi Tzvi saying, is we need and we're waiting for love from our parents or a love from someone that we never got. And when you're, when you're older, when you become 18, 19, you sort of uh, are frozen because you're like, I want to go back as a child and it's something that's very normal. Every time you go back home, you become, I, I've said this, to this day, to this day, when I would go back home, when I go back home to where I grew up, I suddenly become that little kid again. No matter how old you are, you sort of need, you tap in to the, to the love that maybe you didn't get or the love maybe that you got also, you tap into everything. And if you're waiting for someone to give you that love, and you're waiting for your father, you're waiting for your mother, you're waiting for your siblings. Sometimes it could be an older brother, it could be an older sister. Sometimes it could be, I wish I could go back in my childhood and change that. You're not going to be able to change that because it happened, that's it. You're not, you're not gonna be eight years old again. You're not going to be six years old again. You're not going to be 11 years old again getting that. And what a person needs to do, like Rabbi Tzvi was saying, is the second, and it's hard to do this, the second I want to say even to accept it, because that's a high level. The, when you're able to say, it's over, it's okay, it's okay. I didn't get it. I didn't get what I needed. And it's okay that I didn't get what I needed. And you begin to transform, not to judge we judge our parents and we judge people because we need something from them. I need something from them, so how could they be like that? I need my father to be different. I need my mother to be different. But the second, like Rabbi Tzu is saying, the second you say, he is who he is, and she is who she is, and I am who I am, and it's all, we're humans, and we're deficient. And I, 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 have, I have some bad news for everybody. Your children, might look at you when they're 18 years old and they're 15 and they might say, Dad, I needed this and you didn't give that to me. And you're going to be like, oh my goodness. Hopefully you'll be like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I apologize, but you know what, son? I'm human. Not that you're going to excuse yourself. No one's going to be a perfect father. No one's going to be a perfect husband. It's impossible. And once you begin to realize that I am also someone who has so many flaws, and I'm also someone who has so many deficiencies, and i got to work on that, and that's okay, then you start looking at your parents and you say, you know what, they did, I think, uh, I, I know my father, Allah Shalom, used to say this all the time to me from, uh, I think it's a Mark Twain. He says, the older you get, the smarter I get which means the older you get, the smarter your parents get. Why? Just remember this line. Why? Because when you're a father, then you're going to realize, whoa, things are a little bit more difficult than I thought. And you start seeing yourself acting 
the way your father was acting, the way your mother. And when you're a teenager, when you're this, when you're 20, 21, before you're married, you're like, oh, when I get married, I'm going to do this. And when I'm a father, I'm going to do this. And then you rip on everybody to say, this is the way it's Then when you get older and older, you say, oh, you know what? It's not as easy. You know what? It's not as easy as I thought. I don't have the patience that I thought. I'm not so tuned in to the love language, you know, that I thought that I was tuned into. You know, the love language that I wanted you know, from my parents. So the more a person learns, it's interesting because we're, we're talking about, uh, we're talking Chafetz Chaim. This is all where the Lashon Hara comes from. It all comes from looking at other people and expecting other people to not be human and expecting other people to be something that they're not. And you know what that's a, you know what that's a projection of? When I expect somebody to be something that they're not, that's the same projection of me expecting myself to be something that I'm not. When we expect ourselves to be something that we're not, which is what Mayer was saying, to be honest with myself. Maybe I'm not all that. Maybe I'm not all that. And that's okay that I'm not all that. And, and, and I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a growth process. I'm in a, listen, Baruch Hashem, that's what this yeshiva is about. The whole purpose of this yeshiva is that we work on ourselves and we grow and we change and we want to transform. Yes, Yehuda. Say that loud, yes. The process itself is the actual happiness. It's not the way Correct. Correct. That is the happiness. Correct. Correct. Thank you, Yoni. That was like what Yehuda was saying. That was what Yehuda Ruth was saying. Is that is that we're so we're so busy, we're so busy, I don't know where that's from. We're so busy for that perfection. We're so busy to arrive. We're so busy to get somewhere that we forget that, that we're in it right now. We're so busy waiting till I become, till I'm married. Oh, when I get married, then everything's going to work out. When I have this amount of money in my account, then everything's going to work out. When my father finally picks up the phone and tells me, son, I love you, let's go out for a beer and let's go fishing, then my life is going to be perfect. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. It's not going to happen, guys. It's finished. It's not going to happen. It's not, it's not, the things are not, the things that you want might not happen. And, and even if they happen, you might end up, what happens a lot of times with people is that they wait for that moment to change them. And then when that moment comes, they don't even realize that because they're so busy still being anxious and wanting something else. They're still chasing. The guy who wants 
The guy who wants, right, when you chase your high, what does that mean? It means you're chasing, uh, this is something that I wanted to talk about, I'll actually end off, end, end off with this. A lot of times when I talk about cha- uh, smashing your rear view mirror, a lot of times that could be talking about your good past also. Why? Because a lot of times when a person has a, a great period of time where he was successful and he felt good, so what he's waiting to do is he's waiting for that feeling again of that great successful feeling. And he's chasing and chasing a feeling. He's not, he's not, folk, he's trying, I'm sorry? No, no, instead of creating. Instead of creating now where he is, he's chasing, he's chasing what was. He's comparing my now. Comparison is the thief of joy even within yourself. When you're comparing the way things were. When I was doing well in my past, so I could be chasing and chasing and chasing that feeling. And when a person does that, and a person's not able to live in the moment that he's in, and experience, like Yoni's saying, the process that I already did arrive. Maybe I already have arrived. That's when a person is able to be comfortable. A person is able to be comfortable because I'm doing everything that I could do to be anything that I, everything that I want to try and be, and that's it. Because there's, going, there's always going to be something else that you're looking for. There's always going to be something else that you're chasing, that you're trying to get. Yes, yeah, Schlein. That what? What if you're chasing once you get there, and then you just want the next thing? Correct. Correct. Yes, Yehuda. Like for happiness, like for the process for sure is when the happiness is living in the present is for sure to wake up. But uh, what's called uh, on a more micro level on like individual goal, individual something I'm trying to do. Like, you know, I'm trying to accomplish this, I'm trying to work on this, and like the process. No, I'm not talking about happiness. Your process is right. It doesn't work out the way you want to. It doesn't work out in the timeline you want to. It's like you just have to get these. There's, there's a, like, that's, for happiness specifically, I would understand the group growers that earlier, but um, it's not about like individual things. It's just like I, I, I call myself over time because like. Can't just get what you want. It's like I did everything I could. And, 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 but I don't, I don't like. I don't have any regrets about it. But having like, I'll make a bad decision, but my process was right. It's like it wasn't a bad decision. It was just it turned out wrong. It was different. Nope. Okay, I just want to do. It's a little bit late. I, I just want to do one halach over here. Um, day one hundred three, two seventy six, imperative speech. Very, very um, interesting halacha that we don't always remember. Believing Lashon Hara is forbidden even when the Lashon Hara was said in public. A few people say the same Lashon Hara about someone, or the speaker includes himself in the Lashon Hara. If someone is talking Lashon Hara about himself, then you are allowed to believe him. However, if he includes his friend in the Lashon Hara, then you are allowed to believe it about him, but not about his friend. For example, your neighbor tells you, you know, my brother and I were the biggest big shots in high school. 
You are allowed to believe that your neighbor was a big shot. However, you may not believe that his brother was a big shot. If he talks about himself. If he includes himself with his brother, so you could believe what he said about himself, but you're not allowed to believe what he said about his Why brother. Why do you assume that the guy was being honest with that, though? No, I'm saying because it's believing Lashon Hara. You can't believe... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that it's not Rechilas, no. It's Lashon That's not Rechilas. You could, it still could be Lashon Hara. Why are you allowed to be that? That's what I'm saying. Why are you allowed to Right, because that's, cause that's not Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara is about somebody else. Lashon Hara is when I say something bad about somebody else. You're, you're not supposed, yeah, that's... If you're talking about your past, somebody's allowed to believe you, but if you're talking about somebody else's, then... Then you're not. And even if you include yourself with that right. other person... Correct. Okay. Um, just one line. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha, not to speak any Lashon Hara today and every day about ourselves, about other people, and... Us and all the Jewish people will be zochet to only see the good in each other and all of Klal Yisrael. Amen. Um, I just want to end off with one line in the Mesil Sisharim. The Mesil Sisharim says, as we're talking about a person being productive, says the Mesil Sisharim, Klal Yisrael Dover, we spoke about this yesterday, Literally what we've been talking about. A person needs to put himself that I am working and I'm focusing on my hard work and I am satisfied with what comes my way, and I am not looking for comfort. I'm not searching for comfort, but rather I'm searching for hard work. And he says, which Amir Tzachem will talk about in Amir Tzachem tomorrow, where we'll talk about fears. But the Ramchal is saying, if your attitude in the morning waking up is, I can't wait till I could relax. If your attitude of your week is, I can't wait for the weekend. If your whole attitude in life is you're waiting for, literally what we're talking about, waiting for that feeling, waiting for that comfort, and I'm not focused on hard work, then says the Ramchal, you're going to end up shooting yourself in the foot and being more lazy. Because if I'm looking for relaxation, then any hard work that I put in is going to be a pain for me. If I'm looking for hard work, then any time I get to relax will be enjoyable for me. Okay, we'll end off with that today. Hashem will help us. Michael, you want to say something? Hashem will help each and every one of us. Yes, Shaya. Wow, Shaya, yes. Hmm? Oh, wow. Comfort is misery's secret weapon. Like and, and, and again, the Lushan of the Ramchal is when you are mevakesh the comfort, when that's what you're looking for. Like Yehuda was saying, when you look at it and you say, well, I'm, I actually am comfortable already. If you're searching for that comfort, if that's what your focus is on, 
then that's when you're going to run into trouble. If my focus is, I want to work, I want to have hard work, I want to push myself, I want to dedicate myself to do this and this, okay, you'll, you'll end up being comfortable, you'll end up, doing the, you'll end up feeling good because you accomplished, and you'll end up being happy doing it. As opposed to if a person's chasing that comfort, <coughs> chasing that relaxation, that's when it's going to be difficult. Hashem will help each and every one of us, will be zocha to change, to grow, and to not be worried about your past. Even your good past, don't, don't think about. Think about today, create today to the best of your ability. Have a wonderful day, everybody. You should call. Amen.